and actually calling for a search of the National Archives records of uh, anything yes. pertaining to Tara Reid. I'm asking why not do the same in the University of Delaware records, which have raised questions because they were supposed to be re revealed to the public and then they were sealed for a longer period of time. Why not do it for both sets of records? Because the material in the University of Delaware has no personnel files that it has, but it does have a lot of confidential conversations that I had with the president about a particular issue that I had with the heads of state of other places, that that would not be something that would be revealed while I was in public office or while I was seeking public office. It just stands reason, the best of my knowledge, no one else has done that either. I'm, I'm just talking about her name, not anybody else in those records, a search for that. Nothing classified to be a president or anybody else. I'm just asking why not do a search for Tara Reid's name in the University of Delaware records? Look, I mean, who, who, who does that search? The University of Delaware. Uh, perhaps you set up a commission that can do it. I don't know. Whatever is the fairest way to create the most transparency. Well, this is, look, Mika, she said she filed a report. She has her employment records still. She said she refiled a report with the only office that would have a report in the United States Senate at the time. If the report was ever filed, it was filed there, period. If you could speak directly to Tara Reid about her claims or anything, what would you say? I would, this never ever happened. I don't know what is motivating her. I don't know what, I don't know what's behind any of it, but it's irrelevant. It never happened. It never happened. Period. I'm not going to start questioning her, 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 her motive. I'm not going to get into that. I'm not going to start. I'm not going to go after Tara Reid for saying these things. It's simple. What are the facts? Do any of the things she said do they add up? It never happened. Mr. Vice President, stay with us. Uh, we're going to take a one-minute break, um, and then Joe and Willie will join with questions on other news of the day. We're back uh, with the former Vice President Joe Biden in one minute. Hey, you're listening to the Cold Comedy Show. Now, what you were doing, listening to was more morning joke, okay? The Vice President Joe Biden is on morning joke. This is what gets me. People are dying. Alright? People are out of work. People need food. Okay? This is all going on. This story been run been running now for about a month over on right wing media. Came out of the blue and Joe Biden. Some of the damage Joe. Okay, I'm not condoning this shit, this Me Too movement, all of this shit, I understand it, but I'm just saying, okay, 20 fucking five years later, you know, 30 years later, okay, if he did wrong, he did wrong, all right, but don't come up here with this bullshit when right now, what's going on in this country is unbelievable, 
you know, people burying their dead and can't even see them being, be, to be buried. Can't even see them to do that. Meanwhile, this, cor- this corporate elite, don't get me wrong, they're using these fucking issues that we have against each other, against us, okay? The Me Too movement, whatever, fucking abortions, all of this shit they use like fucking tools. And we fall into the trap. Throw it, first of all, they think of it, throw it out there, see when it gets some traction, fuck, bam, gets off of right-wing media, straight on to mainstream media. Mika's sitting there, really concerned, like, wow, Mr. President, 30 years ago, you stuck your finger in some woman's ass. Wow, how disgusting. You know, like, yo, we have a maniac in the White House killing us. This is how out of touch this fucking country has gotten with reality, okay? This is what gets me, man. This is what fucking make me go on these rants. This is what gets me, you know? I might get some heat for this. Oh, my God, he's against women with this, you know, women rights. Bullshit, I know all of that, okay? We know what people have rights, okay? But this right here, don't be fucking using this shit like a weapon to keep us fighting amongst each other. That's what I'm seeing. That's what I'm seeing. Because just listening to every morning, getting up, knowing that not too long ago you have over 70,000 people dead here in America. That is the numbers they're telling us. Then you have states opening up, putting people's lives in danger because they don't have no way of testing. That's what pisses me off. Out of all of this shit, states need funding, but nobody's fucking worried about that because getting Joe Biden on TV, running this bullshit like they did the Benghazi story, like they did the emails with Hillary, that's the same pattern, the same trap that this corporate media falls into for a story. It's a story. It's trending online, everywhere. Get it out there. Choices. People marching to open up the states. That's an artificial, um, you know, paid protesters. Running around with guns, talking about open up the country, freedom, and all of this shit. Meanwhile, people are dying in urban cities. This is the game. This is the game they're playing. Distract, distract, keep us. Oh my God, Joe Biden, he's a dog now. Oh, we're going to focus on that. Meanwhile, people are dying. People standing in food lines. Kids are out of school. There's viruses out there. And yet, in corporate media, not even two weeks after, people start dying. This is May 1st. This this is unfucking believable. This is unfucking believable. You're listening to the Cold Comedy Show. Hope everyone is doing well out there in this crazy fucking land of ours where people are still laughing at America. Unbelievable. I'll be right back. Abuse is kind of suspicious, and it's a ploy by the 
Republicans to help reelect Trump. What do you base that on? Well, Trump lies a lot, so, you know, this might just be another lie to try to, I mean, Biden's doing quite well, and this could, you know, if it goes on a lot, it might affect his, you know, the percentage that he gets, so. You're not inclined, are you inclined to believe Tara Reid at this point? No. No. Why not? Because it's bullshit. Well, from what I've heard, she's not very credible. That's Peter in Utah, the previous caller had referenced the acts of Congress when it comes to payments. I'll take you back to December of 2018. It was then that Reuters reported that U.S. lawmakers Thursday passed legislation to crack down on sexual harassment by members of Congress, requiring lawmakers to pay for settlements and some court awards themselves. Instead of depending on public funds, both the House of Representatives and the Senate approved the bipartisan measure on a voice vote after months of effort produced by a compromise between the two chambers. It now goes to the White House for you know, the president's signature. The president himself has faced multiple rap. accusations of sexual misconduct. I mean, That's what was reported on back in 2018. The Reuters uh, website where you can find that story. Niggas don't want to say uh, shit we'll to We'll go to David, Springfield, Vermont. Hello. Good morning. How you doing? Fine, thank you. Go ahead. You're on. I uh, just want to leave this observation of the double standards. Everybody's talking about it. All you have to look is at the plain evidence. We already have Tara Reid who has witnesses. You have that footage on CNN of her mother. Bullshit. To corroborate her story. I got it. That's already Bullshit. more evidence than there was against Judge Kavanaugh. You don't even know that was real. Well, the CNN Tara story only re- talked about the difficulty no, I, in the I office. I, no specifics were mentioned with, as far as what Tara happened Reed's that fact. mother, right? On the CNN Tara interview with Larry King. The bitch would claim that Joe Biden well, sexually harassed her. In the totality of the circumstantial evidence no, that we have, this is it is more than what we had against Judge Kavanaugh. No, 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 listen to No, no, listen just listen to this shit. That they remember. These they people are don't have judge people are dying in their town. They worried about Joe Biden. I, I'm worried about. So we already have more evidence against Joe Biden than we had Democrats. No, white folks are crazy. No, this motherfucker got freezer trucks full of bodies, but they worried about this shit. Man, they got people still packing them in the truck. Same standard. We got meat shortages, but they worried about this bitch. You know what I'm saying? There were no witnesses. Fucking people got. To work in we dangerous positions in a meat plant and around this country doing shit, but they worried about this shit. Guilt that he had to prove his innocence of Judge Kavanaugh. And let's apply that to Joe Biden. We already have more evidence than we have a Judge Kavanaugh. So shouldn't Joe Biden resign? Okay, that's David in Vermont. Let's hear from Chris from Marion, Indiana. Some crazy motherfuckers. Thank you. I was just wanting to mention the Larry King episode where Tara Reid's mother called in and talked about how scared her daughter was that a senator pinned her up against the wall. Larry King's episode, now online, has been taken down. It seems like the media is trying to cover up for Smithy Joe Biden. Pretty much what the last caller just said. I'd also like to say that Q sent me. (coughs) Mike from Merritt Island, Florida, Democrats line. Hey, good morning. How are you? Fine, thank you. Go ahead. Yes, just uh, trying to survive this COVID-19, but I do have a comment on it. Uh, I did see the story, and I heard the uh, Larry King uh, audio pushed by Fox, but there was no story. This is not the first time Joe Biden's running for president. 
I heard nothing about this the first time he ran for president. Now that he's the nominee, it comes out. Somebody so got like sense enough to catch on. Whoever I'm works out there gave the them people that story. The audio. Well, her mother said problems, but her tone was one of frustration, not of well, anger. So the evidence no, with I her know, neighbor but it's is kind a of real life story conversation. And no. yes, okay, let's have an investigation. Let's hear it all. But I don't think that you get down to a one-on-one. Well, don't come and ask me questions in the middle of my rant. The other one says it didn't happen. So it seems like a public court kind of dilemma with how you're going to choose, you know, but the evidence is vague and complaining, so I don't know how do you deduct truth from a story like this, so that's my comment, thank you. Uh, some of the vice president's statement that was released uh, uh, via the, the campaign saying responsible news organizations should examine and evaluate the full growing record of inconsistencies in her stories, what's changed repeatedly in both small and big ways, but this bear, much bears emphasizing. Uh, she has said she raised some of the issues with her supervisor and senior staffers from the office at my, the time. They, both men and a woman, have said unequivocally that she never came to them and complained or raised issues. News organizations have all talked with literally dozens of former staffers, have not found one, not one who cooperated her allegations in any way. Indeed, many of them spoke to the culture of an office that would have not tolerated harassment in any way, as indeed I would not have. There, and it, the part that we read before is that there's a clear critical part and the story that can be verified. The former staffer said she filed that complaint in 1993, but she does not have a record of this alleged complaint. The papers from my Senate years that I donated to the University of Delaware do not contain personnel files. It is the practice of senators to establish a library of personal papers that a document their public record, speeches, policy proposals, position taken, and the writing of bills. There's only one place a complaint of this can be kind, could be, we read that before, the National Archives. That's the statement, in part, it's a long statement, but you can find it online uh, from the Biden campaign and the vice president on this issue. Sadie, up next, Fort Lauderdale, Morning. Florida. Democrats line, hi. Morning. Morning. I just want to say why they don't talk about Trump's terrible behavior with women over the years. Leave Biden alone and voting for Biden is a much more credible person than Trump. Do these allegations not deserve investigation? No. Sadie, do the allegations deserve an investigation of any type or at least some type of scrutiny? No. Hell no. Ahead of Trump to win. So all of a sudden this woman out of nowhere come up with allegations. I don't believe her. And I'm voting for Biden all the way. I love Biden. And all they say what they want to say about him, let them talk about Trump's behavior with women, which is abominable. Okay. Ron and you. Hey, guys, y'all just listen to me and my son. And you guys just been listening to a little bit of C-SPAN this morning. Isn't that something funny? Uh, you talking about some bullshit. That's going on right now. Are you kidding me? They know a lot of people listen to C-SPAN. And C-SPAN supposed to be a credible news network. Alright. So you get your own opinion. But when they run the story. That's how you know it's a setup story. Because we knew that Joe Biden was vice president. Before that he was a senator. Matter of fact he did run for president some years ago. Decades ago. Excuse me. And, and now all of a sudden. Wow. Out of the blue. Joe stuck his finger up her ass. That's what blows my mind. 
You know, I have that Larry King um, interview taped on one of my podcasts. And, yo, if you guys want to hear it, it sounds like somebody just called in and smothered their mouths and said that was her mother. Because how the hell did Larry King knew that that woman had, that was Larry King's mother? I mean, excuse me, that was her mother call, actually called Larry King. Or Larry King mother called Larry King. I don't know. That shit's crazy. You know, look, we have a guy in the White House right now. It's so damn crazy. And the people around him are just fucked up as he is. Is that you telling me they can't even help the states, can't get um, um, <clears throat> unemployment checks out on time, and you telling me to help people f- in food lines? Let me go on now. Uh, God, let me keep going, okay? Um, oh, yeah, people need we have to pay their rent the first of the, um, the May the 1st. And now they, oh, out of all of that, and I can go on, people actually dead in meat trucks, freezer trucks and 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 people sick trying to feed us and meat plants and farmers are plowing food under the soil why people need food but yet out of all of that they can find this fucking story to put on tv isn't that telling you right there the people who run this country those politicians democrat as well as republican but those no good white nationalist republicans they will stoop to the lips of the depths of hell to stay in power and i consider when this wave keep going through and knock out these red states where all these fools out there protesting and another thing i want to bark about this morning what's up with the guns y'all you know, um, Michigan State House. Some white boys went in there with AR-15s, AK-47s, fucking Glocks scrapped to their sides, standing there, staring at the lawmakers. Now, I'm just saying, what's up with that shit? Is that patriotic or not? You know, y'all fucking freaked out when Kaepernick fucking took a knee. <laughs> You know, I'm fucking serious about that. You fucking freaked out about Kaepernick took a fucking knee, a knee about police brutality. Wasn't no AK-47. The nigga just took a knee, lost his job, lost everything. Now you telling me white boys can march into a state capital, sit there in the balcony with guns looking at the lawmakers? A black man would have got shot before he even got into that building. Man. Let the Black Panthers make you guys come up with bullshit gun laws. Y'all were scared of niggas with guns. But white boys, they can walk around, wave them big motherfuckers any way they want to. Dress like they're playing fucking military. The fuck is wrong with this country? But yet, out of all of that shit, they can come up with some bullshit this morning about Joe Biden and some bitch he fucking stuck his finger up in. Well, maybe she shouldn't have been the fuck over. Maybe she had a nice ass. Meanwhile, Donald Trump getting pissed on and buying prostitutes, but he's a great president, huh? Nigga killing us, but he's a great president. Look, nobody gonna fall for this bullshit, all right? They pulling out every fucking trick out of the bat they can pull. So let's just think like this, okay? Now, just imagine Joe Biden finally back in the, um, I call it Mad Men days. Women was, what, a piece of meat. 
Okay? Nowadays, women have rights. More rights than men. Alright? Maybe Joe did, maybe Joe didn't. But what I'm saying is this, they're playing politics. Alright? They done gave that, dug that bitch out of the fucking fossil, pulled it up out of the ground, and fucking ran that story because that's the only shit they can get with Joe. Meanwhile, Joe's just like them. He's going to fucking keep the banks happy. He's going to fucking do everything the right way. Trump fucked up. The world is laughing at America. Meanwhile, people are dying in America. And wow, they get laughing at America. The world is fucking laughing at America. Meanwhile, fucking what? People still dying in America. They're playing politics in America while people dying in America. People hungry in America. And they come up with this shit. Another one I want to talk about too. Michael Flynn. Everybody knew that nigga had his head up the Russian's ass. He was the number one spy. You know, white nationalist, military guy. All of a sudden now, all of a sudden, Fox News found four pieces of paper. Four fucking pieces of paper said that the FBI did the FBI shit like they do to black people when they want some dirt. Either they're going to trick you into lying so they can fuck you up. Or they're going to fucking get you some money and you're going to tell them the fucking truth. Either way, it's they're playing the game. Now all of a sudden, fucking Michael Flynn actually said he, he pleaded guilty. Now all of a sudden, it was a flaw in the Russian investigation. Really, America? Really? If I was that fucking Russian president right now, I'd be laughing my ass off at the United States. That's why China's doing what the fuck it's doing. Because they know we over here is nuttier than a fucking fruitcake. Fuck is wrong with America? Meanwhile, y'all motherfuckers sitting around here dying and sick and your friends dying, got to go to work in this shit. Meanwhile, these motherfuckers on TV talking about some fucking woman and Joe Biden. Meanwhile, Flynn, they're going to try to fucking get Trump to pardon Flynn because they're trying to clean up their mess. Let me tell you something. Everybody need to fucking go to Netflix and watch the fucking um, film called The um, the Great Hack. All right? Just fucking look at that. You'll find out who these motherfuckers really are. And now you need to wake the fuck up and take a good look at these conservative Republican so-called American patriots because they got white boys running around here with fucking guns. And if it was the Black Panthers running around here with guns, you white motherfuckers will lose your goddamn minds. So let's keep it real now. This is crazy. What fucking happened to America? Unfucking real. You're listening to the Cold Show. documentary podcast series hope through history that will explore pivotal moments of crisis in american history and how they shape the nation that seems appropriate um john thank you so much for being here this morning i want to put back up this photo of these ohio protesters that went viral this week um a lot of people said it looked like a zombie movie um Uh, zombie directors also thought think so too right it looked sort of like the scene out of the walking dead or or whatever um what is this rage that that these that these protesters uh, one of them is running for senate one for office i should note one of the people in that office what is it that they're trying to channel here is this con- is this sort of neo-confederacy and what the hell does that have to do with a pandemic 
That's a great question. It is the vernacular of fear. Uh, General Ellison uh, just used that term. Uh, we have two tributaries in American life. Uh, we have a tributary of hope, of building, of a journey toward a more perfect union despite our uh, manifest faults. And we have a tributary of fear, which is they are coming for us. And there's always been a they. There's been a they since, since the 1790s uh, when John Adams and the Federalists passed the Alien and Sedition Acts, which gave the President of the United States power to deport uh, immigrants that he just deemed to be undesirable and to shut down the press. It's a perennial tension between hope and fear. Uh, the American story has been noblest when the forces of hope have eked out a victory, and it's always been a victory that's been eked out. I think what we're seeing now is the manifestation in this particular uh, moment of pandemic. And let's, let's be clear, the pandemic for many people is creating anxiety and a even more distrust of the institutions that one would ideally count on to deliver social order, right? So in this case, you have folks on the right uh, who are sensing that this is some global force and they don't like things that are outside their borders. America first is a phrase that was used by Charles Lindbergh and the, the Nazi sympathizers uh, in 1939, 1940, 41. It became President Trump's uh, rallying cry. You have that on the right. And on the left, you have people who are seeing that this pandemic has revealed these enormous holes in our social safety net. And so you, you, you have this tension, but here's the difference. The folks who are worried about the safety net are taking the science seriously. They're taking the facts seriously. And the folks on the right who are storming offices and talking about liberation seem to be living in an alternate reality where science doesn't matter. And I think that in a, in a moment like this, it requires a kind of presidential leadership, any kind of public leadership, to say, we have to follow the facts. Yeah, uh, that's not where we're getting though, to be clear. I mean, what, what would, instead what seems to be yeah. happening is that you do have very, very wealthy people who see their own interests as getting as many people back on the cog and the wheel as possible for them, for themselves, who are then paying, or, you know, creating these, these, these supposed grassroots movements, sort of astroturf movements, the DeVos family, very, very wealthy family. Of course, the Secretary of Education is the probably the most famous member of it. Um, is one of the groups promoting this thing called the Michigan Freedom Front. It's run by Greg McNeely, a longtime political advisor to the DeVos family, who are prolific Republican donors and have funded conservative causes for decades. McNeely was campaign manager for Dick DeVos, the husband in, of current U.S. Education Secretary Betsy DeVos during his failed 2006 bid for governor. We know that in that family also, you know, people who profited off the war um, in Iraq. Meanwhile, while they're doing this and getting people to come together in ways that could sicken and kill them so that they can demand to go back to work, the White House, as they were discouraging the use of masks and saying they're optional, it doesn't matter and it's not a big deal, they were scrambling, we now learned, to find masks for themselves going to Taiwan to make sure senior staff in the White House were safe.
your thoughts? Well, it, we all have a hierarchy of interests in our hearts and minds, uh, which is how we make decisions, right? And, and what you end up doing most of the time is whatever your interest is, whatever the preponderant weight of that is, is, is what you do. And there are forces uh, in the country today who, in their hierarchy of interests, have decided that opening the economy quickly and that scapegoating globalism, China, uh, Democratic governors, finding a them. Once again, remember, there's always a them. There's always a, a finger, a, the object of a finger to point at. Is somehow more important than a sensible rollout of a rational response to a pandemic that has now killed, I think, 10 to 12 times as many people as died on September 11th. Think about that for a second. September 11th, 2001, changed our foreign policy and our distribution of interests, our view of our role in the world for 20 years. And now 10 times, 12 times as many people have died since, what, March 1st, uh, more or less, uh, February. So what's what worried me at the beginning of this, and I think actually we talked about it, is is when the, when, when the pandemic, when it became clear, my anxiety was, is our polarization such that this will become a partisan pandemic? That is, are we so dug in into our different camps, and particularly on the right in this case, I'm not making a, a false equivalency here, that these events will be channeled through, interpreted and acted on not rationally, but passionately. And that's what the American Revolution was about, however imperfect it was. It was about putting reason at the center of the national enterprise so that we would at least give our brains a fighting chance against our guts. And that was, the, that was part of the, the, the central force in this. We are now, when you look at those pictures, when you look at people talking about liberation, the President of the United States talking about liberation and then bringing guns into it, for God's sake, that's passion, that's appetite, that's ideology, that's not reason and consideration and a kind of balance about what do the facts tell us. And this is not, to be clear, a partisan point. I'm not reflexively acting because of a pre-existing view of the president. One of the tragedies of the era is that the president manages to fulfill every time one's pre-existing view of him. There's never been a president, ne ne not never, I cannot think of a president off the top of my head who has so self-evidently failed to learn on the job. Right? Abraham Lincoln starts out saying he would protect slavery in the southern states and ends up on January 1st, 1863 with the Emancipation Proclamation. John Kennedy screws up the Bay of Pigs in April of 1961. By October 1962, he manages the Cuban Missile Crisis. Ronald Reagan comes in talking about the Soviet Union as an evil empire. By May 1988, he's literally in Red Square playing with babies, right? So you have these moments in our history where presidents have challenged their bases, not simply coddled them, 
and learn from experience. And in this case, the president continues to simply coddle his base at a dangerous level and almost willfully doesn't want to learn on the job. Yeah. What you heard there was an opinion of an educated man who, in so many words, went all the way around the fucking block just to say, hey, America has a race problem. White nationalism exists. The president of the United States cuddled to racism. The best is the boss and all these rich racist Nazis who have money run the show. Think Fox News is just a joke? It just popped up out of the blue? They wrapping themselves in the flag. They actually love being the American. And anything could take their guns away. Come on, man. The NRA. The NRA. What, what was the NRA when that kid got shot? The black kid got shot. He, had, he was an NRA member. You can hear crickets. You know, it's something when the Black Panthers marched um, in California on the state capitol when Ronald Reagan was president. White people couldn't wait to write gun laws. Make it harder for minorities to have guns. From George, uh, from Jeb Bush and all of those guys who down in Florida writing up Stand Your Ground. They weren't writing Stand Your Ground for black people or American people. They was right, writing those laws for white nationalists to arm themselves. The reason I say that, Trayvon Martin is dead, didn't have a gun, but he had Skittles in Arizona. The guy who shot him, hmm, somebody gave him money to fight it. White guy shot the um, black guy at the um, convenience store for, you know, the guy was harassing the guy's woman in front of his kids. He got shot. He didn't, you know. Oh, he was fending for his life. You shouldn't have approached him. Shouldn't have threatened him. Now reverse that. Black cop shoot a white woman accidentally. Oh, you didn't hear that. He went straight to jail. Wouldn't know well, well, you know, blue lives matter and all that bullshit. No. So what we're what we're living through here in the United States is if you're if you don't have blinders on, you're gonna stay blind. But if you're actually looking at what this virus is exposing to this country, is that white America cannot accept the truth. That white supremacy exists. It's in our schools, it's in our education, it's written in the law. Matter of fact, the founders found this country off of white supremacy. If it wasn't founded off of white supremacy, the Indians would still own this fucking land. So let's not argue so I'm full of shit here. I'm just keeping it real. We hasn't been taught the real history of this country. A lot of you guys live in comfortable societies where, hey, I don't have to deal with that. I want my cup of tea. I want to go to the gym. I want to be a vegan. I want to do whatever the fuck you want to do. You know, but the minute you see um, um, minorities uh, or, or who attribute a lot to this country, especially Hispanics and blacks and Asians, you know, um, we don't get the credit. We don't get the credit. We don't get the respect. We don't even get the loans. We create our own industry. That's why I say, um, back in the days when blacks had the green book, had to travel around this racist-ass country with a green book. And for those who don't know what a green book is, look it up. 
We have to fucking use the green book. And it's not no fucking movie. The real green book. Um, black folks had to fend for themselves. Black Wall Street burned to the ground. Um, everything time of black folks actually took a step up, this greedy corporate, greedy system finds a way to knock you back down. And the reason they let they want to open up this country and they don't care, like these Bessie the Boss and these billionaires who ginning up these fake protests, the reason they're doing that is because they want their money to start flowing again. And they hire a few fools to go out there. They don't care about them people. But they're hiring to uh, pro- act like, you know, hey, here we go. You know, they pulled that shit back in 2000 with George W. Bush, you know, with that hanging chat shit. Got away with it. They stole this election for Trump. They got away with it. But our media knows the truth because they're part of the problem. They're corporate. And some of these journalists who works on these shows getting frustrated because they have to play the game. Well, I don't have to play the game on the cold comedy podcast show. I'm just going to tell it like it is. White supremacy exists. Charlottesville was no fucking accident. I keep saying it on my podcast. Um, and another thing I want to talk about on my podcast before I continue is that with this virus exposed how ethnic seg- segregation still exists. Um, this fascism is in Israel with Netanyahu. Um, this fascism is in Brazil. This fascism is in France. Matter of fact, Putin, the president, if I'm pronouncing his name right, that Russian knows. They got their plants all over the world. They know what's going on. And they know that America has a problem and so does Europe. These colonizers colonized brown and black people and Asian people land. You know, they took the European way of life up and became more European because once you lose your culture, you, you adapt another one, you're going to become more unlike us, Americans. I don't know who my ancestors, you know, I know my ancestors came from Africa, but hey, with all of that rape and murder and inbreeding down south they was doing to us, um, we all mixed up. And you know you got to be a cruel son of a, you got to become from some cruel ass people to enslave people and feed their babies to alligators. You got to be some cruel motherfuckers to take land from Indians and don't even try to help them or forgive them. I mean, for, you know, or, or give them um, reparation, just like the blacks. You got to be a cruel motherfucker. But the Jew people, they got their reparation. No question that. They even got a homeland. Even though they treating the Palestinians like Germany treated them, their ancestors. Um, Kushner is Jewish, president's son-in-law. That dude. You don't have to be racist and act a fool like some of them protesters. Racism when you write policies. Okay? Um, racism is like Steve Bannon. We've been fighting this culture war. Robert Mercer, Charles and David, the Koch brothers. How they deregulating everything. They don't give a shit. It's about them. Now, this guy right here, Nushin, uh, 
who threw out some checks and crumbs, you know, that would just keep their redneck base happy. And this guy right here, he did not, on the, he, he, he really was talking around the subject, really, because he knows it's racism, but he's going to go back to, you know, oh, yeah, when, um, yeah, when, um, Abraham Lincoln, woo, love pulling that out of the fucking ass. Um, yeah, he freed the slaves. He wrote the thing. He filled this, blah, 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 blah. But we had, what, another hundred years of Jim Crow. These are, this is what America is. Now we have this virus. And if we don't rip all of this out now and do perfect, get it out. Just, let's get it out and let's, and let's um, expose the, the, the rot that runs this country. And that's corporate greed. But the real movement of this Republican Nazi party is to destroy our democracy as we know it. And once they do that, they can do what they want. Rewrite history. And this virus is helping them because let me tell you something. Some of you guys think I'm bullshitting, but November's coming. Virus going to slow. Death rate's going to slow down. People are going to get back out. But November's coming. But they took out a lot of minorities. And Trump, if he loses, he's still going to protest. They're going to take to the streets. And um, they're already carrying their guns and acting a fool like, you know, anybody want to help the homeless feed the poor and get rent control and fair housing and decent roads and decent schools and and, and, and helping the working man with decent wages and stop outsourcing the jobs. No, that doesn't benefit people like Jeff Bezos and the rest of those crony motherfuckers up down the top, like the Mercers and all of them. What they want is to destroy America. And these Nazis know going to war with us conventionally, it's not going to work. But you put them in Brook Brothers suits make them senators and representatives and governors and lawyers. Shoot, they can rape people in, 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 in college and sit on the Supreme Court because they belong to those secret societies, you know. And I'm just ran, I'm, I'm just getting frustrated the more I, I actually think about this because sitting home for a month and a half Sometimes you start noticing things that you really haven't been paying attention to. And people got to understand, I'm going to end it with this. Like I say in all my podcasts, wake up, America. Wake up before it's too late. Charlottesville was no accident. You're listening to the Cold Comedy Show. Um, I'll be right back.